Why, God? Why did they die so young? Why? Why? You know, I've had several family members and some dear friends die lately. You know, my question is why, God? Why did they die so young? Has this ever happened to you? Now I just seem to be consumed with this why question. And it just seems to come, it just comes to my mind over and over again. Uh, and being a man of faith, I, you know, I believe that God knows when everyone dies. And he's there with them. So, you know, we don't know what God's plans are, but I personally believe that many of those folks that I've lost on their deathbed ask Jesus into their heart and will spend eternity in heaven. I will once again see them there when I get to heaven. God made you and all he ever wanted was the best for you. But you have a choice, which is called free will. I'm sure you've heard of that before. That's how much God loves you. He is always there, but you need to call out to him. You know, there is a great book that I read recently called When God Doesn't Make Sense. And it's a book written by Dr. James Dobson. And I'll leave a link for you in the bottom, uh, in the description, in the comment boxes for you to... Uh, check it out and it really helped me as I you know I beat myself up with the why question after losing someone who was in my life that I loved and cared for I thought that I would share with you today some information that I've researched about how I Mark Height you know Christian man man of faith deals with death of a loved one and we've recently dealt with that in my family and I do hope that you'll watch this video to the end because I really do believe there's some things there that will help you if you seem to be struggling with the why questions of life hello hit the mark today family as I said my name is Mark Height you know what to do for me Right down there, hit that like, subscribe, and share buttons for me. It really is the best way that helps us grow as a channel. Positively impacting people every day by sharing the message of hope is my goal. And I really want to thank you in advance for following me and joining me on this journey. Don't forget your comments are always welcome. And I really do appreciate you sharing your wisdom and your hope messages with our group on ways that you hit the mark today. Okay, so let's keep going here with answering these why God, you know, why did they die so young questions that consume our mind. And I'm going to dig into the Bible a little bit here. There's a verse in the Bible that says, 
His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Please understand that God is there in every death, and my hope is that you will call out to him, as I said before that time in your life. If you need to let God comfort you when you lose someone you love, you need to understand that you will go through, you know, there's a grieving process, and God will comfort you and walk with you through it. All you have to do is ask. And listen. Hey, there's a verse in the Bible that Jesus said, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. You see, grieving is, you know, it's, it's, it's a real healthy way to be able to process your emotions and to express your, your pain and, and move beyond it. You see, recovery doesn't happen overnight. I know you guys know that. It sort of happens in proportion to the size of your loss. And if you think about it, only the small losses are the ones that really heal quickly. Zig Ziglar, who's America's most influential and beloved encourager, he says that the longest 24 hours of his life were those right after his daughter's death. When he was making the funeral arrangements, he, he says that he had to listen to a salesman who was insistent that, you know, he's not a salesman. He just was an insistent talker, and Zig Ziglar said that 30 times he was told by the salesman, I'm not a salesman. And what happened to Zig was he had to leave the room twice. He just couldn't handle this guy. So the night before he mentioned he was half asleep and half awake and, you know, Zig was thinking his daughter was wondering when her daddy was coming to get her. And, you know, the next morning he went for a walk and was praying and crying the whole way. I mean, oh. Can you imagine how horrible? Oh, I just can't imagine how horrible that must be. Zig Ziglar goes on to say that when he returned, God spoke to him in such a distinct way. She's fine. She's with me. And you're going to be fine too. I'm all you need. Keep walking. Keep talking, keep praying, and keep crying. Please, my friends, listen to me. This is very important, I believe. Grief and loss can't be solved, but they are experiences you don't have to go through alone. You know, there's a best-known psalm in the Bible that says, Yea, though I walk through the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you, God, are with me. The sun will shine again. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. That verse is a huge comfort for me when I'm struggling. And remember, your joy will return. God promises it. And I have to hold on to that promise. That's, that's what really helps me mark height 
And I really do believe that it will help you also. My friends, this, this is not easy, but you have to be able to grieve it, then leave it. If you were raised in a culture where, you know, showing any emotion was considered a sign of weakness, you really must learn that grieving your losses is, you know, it's a, it's a healthy process. And it's a scriptural one as well. Again, the Bible says, when they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. They will continue to grow stronger. And again, for me, I just find those things to help me. Now note when your strength comes from God, you can walk through the valley of weeping and come out and come out stronger. But you have to remember the length of the time each of us spends in the valley may, may be different. And there just comes a point where we must trust and accept God's will and move forward. So often we are shocked by the death of a loved one, but God's not. He's just not. The Bible says that God saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment laid out before a single day had passed. And I know that's hard to grasp, my friends, but that's why he's God. And try as you will, there's nothing you can do to change that. The truth is we don't grieve as those who have no hope. That's what Hit the Mark today is all about. Sharing the message of hope. And I believe that hope helps us. One day we will be reunited with our redeemed loved one in the presence of God. Never to be separated again. Think of that. The farewell here on earth is just, uh, you know, till we meet again, I guess is a great way to say it. And in the meantime, if, if you need help, don't be ashamed to reach out for it. So many people try to do this alone. Remember, a brother is born for adversity. What I try to do is I ask God to lead, lead me to a person, maybe a counselor or a support group that can help me and they can help you identify the unfinished business that is maybe keeping us stuck in the cycle of grief. Cherish your loved one's memory by moving forward and, you know, fulfill your destiny and your purpose as to why you're here on earth. That's what I do. I'm so blessed to be able to have family and friends that really do help me move forward and heal. That is what is called grieving. Let me explain that a little bit more to you. You see, grief counselors have given us a healing process for working through our losses known as the grief cycle. It includes five stages. So let's talk about it real quick. Number one, shock. You see, sometimes, I mean, it's also called denial, I guess. 
you know, our initial reaction is, this can't be happening. I don't believe it. You know, we're sort of numb and unconvinced and, and you know, kind of a daze. Number two, anger. We cry. It's not fair. You know, what did I deserve to do this? How could God let this happen? Number three, bargaining or, you know, trying to make a deal. Hey, God, I'll do anything if you change this. Save my loved one. Bring him back from the dead and I'll serve you for the rest of my life. I'm pretty sure we've all said that before. Number four is depression. There's nothing left living for. I wish I could fall asleep and just never wake up again. And the last one, number five, is acceptance. Somehow, some way, my life must go on. I've got my family to think of. So I'm going to get back up and I'll try again. Remember this, my friends, the intensity and order of these stages varies from person to person. And you may experience and re-experience any stage until you work through that stage and complete it. When you have finished your divinely appointed grief work, you know, that's when you're ready to heal. Laugh, dance, embrace, love, find peace. You are ready for God's new beginning for you. When you complete your grief, you continue to grow. I want you to listen to this. Please listen to this. It comes right out of the Bible, and it's, it's medicine to help. Well, it helps me deal with it, and I hope it helps you deal with the many emotions that we tend to feel when we lose a loved one. It's found in Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 and 2. And I think a lot of you have heard it before. Number one, it says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Number two, it says, A time to be born and a time to die. Number three, it says, A time to weep and a time to laugh. Number four says, a time to mourn and the time to dance. Please understand, God does not make mistakes, but he does make miracles. Guess what? I'm a miracle. You are too. Okay, let's go. You ready? Even the best people with the purest hearts sometimes suffer horrible losses and grief. And one of the best ways that I've found for holding on, you know, even when our prayers just don't seem to are not answered, is to reach out to help other people. If suffering is a burden, reach out to ease that of someone else maybe and bring hope to them. Lift them up so they will be comforted with the knowledge that they are not alone in their suffering. What I try to do is offer compassion when, when I need it. 
you know, be a friend when you need friendship. Uh, give, uh, you know, give hope when you need it the most. That's what I try to do. All right, aim. Sadness does serve a purpose. Please understand that. It is perfectly natural to experience this emotion. But you should never let it dominate your thoughts day and night. You really can control your response by turning, um, by turning your, turning to more positive thoughts and actions that maybe lift your spirits. If you're a person without hope, think about this for a second. That just means you think there's zero chance of any good happening in your life again. Zero. You see, that's pretty extreme, don't you think? The power of believing in better days is so indisputable that, you know, to me, it seems far more probable that your days will change for the better. Let's finish up here. Fire, if you are having trouble right now dealing with life's questions, please contact me. I'll pray for you. You can send me an email or maybe a personal message, right? Let me, let me try to help you and encourage you any way that I can. And I will, con I will leave my contact information below for you to be able to do that. Remember, God is sympathetic to your hurts. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and rescues those who are crushed in spirit. That's a great verse found in Psalm 34, verse 18. When you hurt, God hurts. God grieves. Understand that. He's there and he cares. And to me, my friends, that's just good news. Lastly, to all my family and my friends who've helped me during the times when the why God questions consume my mind. That happens a lot to me. Okay, especially with me dealing with a wife that has a serious illness. For all of you, I just want to thank you. Your example of commitment for showing me and teaching me that God created me out of love and therefore I'm never alone. His love for me is unconditional. God doesn't love me if. He loves me always. That type of love is what you, my friends, have shown me. And I will continue to try to show that type of love, too, to the world. Because I really do believe our world needs it. And as you show that love and I show that love, that's what helps us Hit the mark today.